0: Hey everyone, welcome to Zappagram, the mother of all music podcasts, where every week we cover the latest in music news, reviews, interviews, releases, discovery, history, and more. I'm your host, Chris Zappa, and as always, the world of music is a busy place, so without further ado, ground control to listener, take your protein pills, put your helmet on, this podcast ain't gonna listen to itself. Hey everybody, welcome back to Zappagram, the mother of all music podcasts and newsletters. This is episode number 66. I am your host, Chris Zappa. How's it going out there? How's everybody doing this week? Thanks for coming back. Summer is in full swing and things are hot out there. But you know what else is hot? Merch. Merch is hot. Zappagram has started selling merch. I, uh, I've opened a shop and I have this really cool uh, Will Work for Vinyl t-shirt that I'm selling. There's like a like an image of, a, of an album and a little turntable uh, arm there, and it says "Will Work for Vinyl" on the back of the shirt. It says zappogram.com, uh, real small letters up uh, between the shoulders. But uh, it's uh, available in a number of sizes in a number of colors. There's a link to uh, to buy that in this week's newsletter. You can also find links to uh, to purchase the shirt. Uh, at zappagram.com and as well at, at chriszappa.com, right there in the old link tree, right up at the top, it'll say merch, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna have other products available soon. There'll be uh, coffee mugs and stickers and vinyl totes and all kinds of stuff. But uh, this is a start. This uh, this will work for vinyl shirt is a start. This is me testing the waters, and uh, and seeing what you guys think. So if you guys would be so kind as to check that out, if you are subscribed to the newsletter, you'll see it right there at the top this week. Um, and if you are not, like I said, you can find the link for it uh if you go to chriszappa.com or zappagram.com. As you know, Zapagram is 100% reader and listener supported. Uh, so if you find what I do valuable, it would uh, definitely validate my efforts here every week to, uh, to have you buy a shirt or become a paid subscriber at zappogram.com. It also goes a long way towards helping me buy diapers for my kid. Those damn things are expensive. But thanks for listening to my uh, little spiel there, and uh, thanks for considering it. Thanks for being so cool you guys are the coolest. And speaking of the coolest, uh, for any of my peeps who are out there in the LA area, I just want to remind you guys one more time that, uh, next week on July the 30th at 8 PM at club TG, you should attend the butch bastard LA record release show. It's going to be a phenomenal show. Uh, it's going to perform the entirety of Las Vegas salvation, full band, the whole nine yards. Uh, there are some opening acts, a couple of opening acts, uh, that are also fantastic. So please, if you're in the L.A. area, go out and support uh, Butch Bastards L.A. Record Release Show. What we're going to do right now, though, is sort of uh, dispense with the uh, the, uh, the 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 pregame chatter, the chit chat, the small talk, because there's a lot to go over this week. So we're just going to go ahead and jump into things here. Every week, I kick the show off with a quote from a famous artist. Uh, this week, we lost the great, legendary Tony Bennett. And so this week's quote comes from Tony Bennett, who said to me, life is a gift and it's a blessing just to be alive. And each person should learn what a gift it is to be alive, no matter how tough things get. So Tony Bennett passed away um, at the age of 96. It's just two weeks shy of his 97th birthday and talk about an incredible life and an incredible legacy. Uh, So those are very wise words from from a very wise man, uh, a very kind man and uh just a just an absolute class act total legend uh it's very sad that that we lost him but to me life is a gift and it's a blessing just to be alive and each person should learn what a gift it is to be alive no matter how tough things get those are wise words we should uh we should we would all do well to keep that in mind every week in my newsletter i have a, a poll i call it rock of the vote i ask your opinion on uh, certain things. Last week, I was asking, do you own any band t-shirts? And I expected everyone to say yes. Um, so out of the, uh, the votes that we got, we had 89% of people said, yes, I, I own at least one band t-shirt. Um, and, uh, only 11% said they don't own any band t-shirts. So I find that interesting. I, uh, I have a few. I've had some great ones over the years, but they, uh, they wore out, you know they got, they got holy, and uh, they just had to, had to be retired. But this week, I'm asking, a. it's not really a music-related question so much. Uh, the poll is, iPhone or Android? That's it. I just want to know if you're an iPhone user or an Android user. So hit up that poll in uh, the newsletter this week, zapagram.com, and let me know where you stand, what side of the fence you're on, on the whole uh, iPhone or Android debate. Every week, I include a playlist in the newsletter, and that accompanies the uh, the uh, the episode here that we're doing this week. We're on weekly playlist number sixty six. That is available on Spotify and Apple Music, and I have a master playlist of all the songs from all of the weeks, from all 66 weeks, uh, also available on both of those platforms. This week, I'm featuring music from, of course, the great Tony Bennett. I have a couple of songs on there. Uh, One of my favorite movies of all time is Goodfellas, and that song, Rags to Riches, that opens Goodfellas in the beginning uh, iconic classic song. And then Tony Bennett did an MTV unplugged, uh, thing back in 1994, uh, which is an absolutely incredible album. And I included, uh, one of the songs from, from that, uh, MTV unplugged, uh, album, uh, fly me to the moon, which is just an absolutely beautiful rendition of that song. I also have really great new music from Molly pardon, who's uh one of become fast become one of my favorite new artists um Parker Lewis another artist I just uh, became aware of very soulful um Really cool stuff. Uh, my friends in Bleach Lab have just released new music. There's new music from Hosier. Uh, an old throwback. One of my favorite Billy Idol songs is on the list this week. Eyes Without a Face. Man, that's such a good song. Andrew Bird has new music. Dan Mangan has a new single out. Little Monarch. Citrine. Dungeon of Skeletons. The Beaches have a new single out, which, man, they they kick ass. Uh, if you haven't heard The Beaches, go look them up. It's just like it sounds. The Beaches on spotify or apple music or wherever you stream music and then i threw a a, a funkadelic song on there just to round things out because who who doesn't need a good funkadelic song every now and then right so all of that is on this week's weekly playlist i encourage you to check it out listen to it let me know your thoughts let me know if you find your favorite new song on there and with that it is time right now to jump into this week's music news Sadly, it seems we are losing a lot of legends these days. As I mentioned at the top of the show, legendary crooner, standards crooner who bridged generations Tony Bennett has passed away at the age of 96, two weeks before his 97th birthday. Uh, the affable standards crooner who came to be newly appreciated and beloved by everyone from the grunge generation to Lady Gaga passed away this past Friday. Um, his publicist confirmed this uh, to Rolling Stone, adding that he died in his hometown of New York City. Tony Bennett had been diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease and had began experiencing memory loss, uh, and and his condition had had worsened apparently a lot over the last year or so. But um, man, what a legacy! In addition to being the incredible singer that he was, of course, well known for, um, he was also an author and an avid painter martin scorsese of course the director of goodfellas said in a statement to rolling stone tony bennett was a consummate artist all you have to do is listen to any one of his hundreds of recordings to recognize that very early on his music quietly wove itself into the fabric of our lives his voice felt as familiar and as close as the voices of our loved ones i know that this was true for millions of people around the world for italian americans who were growing up in the middle of the 20th century that familiarity ran even deeper At a certain point, we started to imagine that Tony would live forever. Of course, he didn't. Nobody does. But the music, that's another story. Moving on from that sad news, we have some weird news regarding Lana Del Rey. Two pieces of news regarding Lana Del Rey, as a matter of fact. A, she was the target of death threats. Uh, from uh, this man who has now been arrested a canadian man hailing from new brunswick was arrested for making death threats against her ahead of her performance at a festival in quebec this past weekend delray herself no stranger to uh, having crazed fans and lunatics come after her the 2018 a florida man was arrested after threatening to kidnap her he was later sentenced to one year in prison but uh, this guy uh, he's 40 years old, and uh, he had been making threats uh, for over the last year or so, and he has now been arrested, and he remains in custody. So that's good. And so, you know, that is what it is. It's, it's a weird story, but um, stalkers and, and weirdos, uh, a lot of a lot of artists have to deal with that. But here's, here's a, an even weirder thing. Lana Del Rey worked a shift at a Waffle House in Alabama this past week. If you were in Birmingham, Alabama this past week, and you walked into a Waffle House, your uh, your waiter or waitress uh, might have been Lana Del Rey. The singer-songwriter was spotted serving coffee and, and breakfast hash browns, scattered, smothered, and covered. That's uh, that's Waffle House lingo for damn good hash browns. Um, but anyway, she was uh, she played waitress at a, at a at a at a Waffle House in Birmingham. Alabama everybody's like what the hell was she doing at a waffle house in Birmingham Alabama nobody really knows she has some friends in Alabama so we assume that she hit this festival in Quebec then came down to uh, see her friends and decided to go moonlight as a waitress at a waffle house in Birmingham Alabama she was also recently spotted at a nail salon in Florence Alabama which is an even tinier town a couple of hours away from Birmingham. But uh, anyway, there are videos of her serving people at Waffle House, uh, taking pictures with fans, and she's in her little Waffle House uniform. So, um, yeah, that happened. That's interesting. It's weird, but it happened. It's become kind of a common occurrence lately that artists are re-recording older albums from their catalog. And uh, the latest, uh, U2 did this a, a little while back, a few months ago, um, they re-recorded 40 of their original songs and, uh, you know, reinterpreted them. Um, and I love you too, but the reinterpretation of their classic songs, it sucks. It sucks hard. Nobody asked for it. Nobody wanted it. it you, you can't improve, improve on the original. And so anyway, the latest artist to do this is now Roger Waters, who has re-recorded Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. And he's going to release his version as his own solo album. Uh, he released the first track from that, which is Money. And, uh, and I thought, okay, you know, it's, you know, he's an original member of, of Pink Floyd and um, was instrumental in, in all of their earlier work. And so it's probably pretty good. This is, I'm going to give it a chance. And I gave it a chance and it, uh, it, it sucks. It's fucking weird and it sucks. It's this slowed down acoustic thing, and he's he's uh, singing in this really creepy voice, and then he goes into this uh, windbag diatribe talking about who knows what the fuck in the middle of it, and it and it stretches the song out, which is a long song, but it stretches it out even longer, and it just it just sucks. So while I am curious to hear the rest of the album when it comes out, uh, I don't have high hopes for it. Luxury brand Saint Laurent is selling arguably the world's most expensive Nirvana t-shirt. The luxury brand has this new uh, vintage line of of t-shirts that they have released, and uh, they're selling a series of Nirvana t-shirts priced between $990 and $4,450 the most expensive of which is a faded black t-shirt, which bears the artwork of their 92 uh, compilation album, Incesticide. While it's unsurprising that anything from Saint Laurent is going to have a much higher price point than any other garment found on the street, um, in this case, it's uh, important to note that these Nirvana t-shirts aren't actually manufactured by this brand. Instead, each of the garments is an actual piece of Nirvana merchandise, which has been acquired and upsold by the fashion house. So, $4,000. For a Nirvana t-shirt, it can be yours. Hey, by comparison, doesn't that make my Will Work for vinyl t-shirt at 25 bucks seem like a steal? I think it does. Hey, one of my favorite bands and, and a very underrated band that doesn't get talked about nearly enough is uh the Kills. Anybody familiar with the Kills out there? Allison Mosshart, Jamie Hintz, The Kills? Oh my god, they're so cool, they're so kick-ass. They have uh, not done anything in the last five years, I believe it's been, and uh, now they've taken to social media to tease their return, sharing a photo, a new photo of the two of them, along with a caption of a date. It just said, seven twenty-five twenty-three. 23 That's all it said, hinting that it's something new is coming on July 25th. The band's last release was a single in 2018, and their last full-length LP was in 2016, Uh, They've also recently reissued some of their other albums uh, in celebration of their 20th anniversaries. Anyway, it looks like we're going to get some new music from the Kills, and I'm super excited about that. So I'll be letting you know uh, what drops on the 25th after uh, after we all find out. Hey, doesn't it seem like everybody and their brother has a podcast these days? Well, guess what? Guess who's jumping into the podcast fray? Sir Paul McCartney himself. The legendary Beatle has announced a new podcast titled McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, which will share the stories behind some of his best-known songs. Each episode, will see Paul focusing on a single song, From his work in The Beatles and Wings, as well as from his solo career, tracks included in the first season of the podcast series include Eleanor Rigby, Let It Be, and Live and Let Die, among others. The series will also provide listeners an unrivaled opportunity to sit in on conversations between McCartney and poet Paul Muldoon, who wrote the foreword to McCartney's best-selling book, The Lyrics, 1956 to the Present. The podcast officially launches on all streaming platforms on September the 20th of this year. Season one will feature 12 episodes and season two will follow with an additional 12 episodes. And that season is set for release in February of 2024. Some Fleetwood Mac news. Fleetwood Mac will release Rumors Live on September 8th via Rhino Records. The album was recorded during the group's Rumors Live tour uh, at a concert at the Forum in Los Angeles on August 29, 1977. Rumors Live will be available on digital double LP and double CD and includes nearly 90 minutes of previously unreleased music. The set list from the concert draws almost exclusively from Fleetwood Mac and Rumors, the first two albums recorded by the lineup of uh, Mick Fleetwood, John McVie, Christine McVie, Stevie Nicks, and Lindsey Buckingham. It includes uh, performances of hits like "Rhiannon," Landslide, Songbird, and The Chain. The Forum concert went unreleased for several decades until 2021 when "Gold Dust Woman from the show was included as a bonus track on Live Deluxe Edition, Rhino's expanded version of Fleetwood Mac's 1980 concert album. The other 17 songs, Songs on the collection have never been released, so that's very cool, something to look forward to. The double LP is available for pre-order now. Dogstar, the 90s alt-rock band featuring storied bassist and occasional movie star Keanu Reeves, uh, they're officially back with a new song, a new album, and a whole lot of tour dates. Their new single, Everything Turns Around, is a uh, bright bit of good vibes rock and roll with just the right amount of distorted crunch. The track will appear on the band's first album in over 20 years. The album will be titled Somewhere Between the Power Lines and Palm Trees. It arrives uh, October 6th via their label Dylan Street Records. And they have an extensive tour planned uh, with almost 30 dates, uh, taking them from the West Coast to the East Coast and stopping at several points in between. So you can check those tour dates in the newsletter, and find out if they're coming to a town near you. The long-running political punk band Anti-Flag has broken up. They announced it on their Patreon over the weekend. The breakup was sudden. Uh, The band was on tour in Europe, and they were scheduled to play in Prague uh, the next night, but they uh, decided to break up. All of a sudden, uh, there was some sexual harassment allegations or rape accusations rather, uh, against the front man of the band. And I guess there must be something to that because the other band members got wind of it and they decided, fuck this, we're done. Uh, so they broke up. So that's it. No more anti-flag. Got some Neil Young news for you. On September 20th, 1973, Neil Young played the first ever concert at the Roxy Theater, now legendary Los Angeles nightclub, The Roxy on Sunset Boulevard. The recordings from that show and Young's gigs on subsequent nights became the basis for his album, Roxy, Tonight's the Night Live. The 50th anniversary of those gigs is coming up this fall, and Neil Young is returning to the Roxy to mark the occasion. Neil will be performing at the Roxy on September 20th, exactly 50 years to the day after he first opened the legendary venue. No ticket information for this show has yet been released, but I will keep checking on the Roxy's website to find out when they do, and I'll let you know. Hopefully, that'll be by next week. In some Cure news for their latest North American tour, the Cure kept ticket prices intentionally low, and yet the band still managed to achieve the highest grossing tour of their career. According to Billboard, the Cure's Shows of a Lost World Tour sold 547,000 tickets for a gross of $37.5 million dollars. Both numbers are new career bests. The band's previous high-water mark for tickets sold in America was 402000 back in 1992, while they more than doubled the gross revenue of their 2016 tour, which was $18 million. Despite these impressive totals, The Cure could have earned a lot more, but frontman Robert Smith intentionally left millions of dollars on the table so the band could offer reasonably priced tickets to their fans. I love The Cure. In other concert news, after a final triumphant three gig run in front of more than 120,000 hometown fans in San Francisco's Oracle Park last week, the Grateful Dead spinoff band Dead & Company hung up their guitars for good. The iconic OG jam band featuring original members, uh, guitarist Bob Weir and drummer Mickey Hart, along with singer-songwriter guitarist John Mayer, posted the best grosses and attendance numbers in the group's eight-year history, according to figures provided to Billboard. The final run of dates played to more than 840,000 fans and grossed almost 115 million bucks. The uh, San Francisco Chronicle reporting that the trio of San Francisco dates was projected to have a nearly $31 million economic impact on the city. My friend Hawk, who lives in San Francisco, uh, we're uh, TikTok friends, uh, he <laughs> he said that uh, last weekend uh, you, you couldn't go anywhere in San Francisco without seeing tie-dye as far as the eye could see and, uh, and and the smell of patchouli and weed smoke hung in the air thick, which I thought was just, you know, iconic and uh, perfect, perfectly fitting, I suppose, with the final curtain appearing to close on the nearly 60 year road run by the dead and its various incarnations uh weir who is 75 years old has already announced a fall run of shows by his bobby weir and wolf brothers band uh so you know he's still going to be out there doing his thing he's going to be one of those rockers that uh, just he never never hangs it up and i'm sure he'll slip a a dead tune into uh, his set now and then Finally, in music news this week, I wanted to bring this to everyone's attention. Live Nation is offering an all-in package of four tickets for 80 bucks as a part of its annual Summer's Live promotion. The deal is good for thousands of shows taking place in amphitheaters and clubs across the U.S. this summer. So for 80 bucks, you can get four tickets. Uh, here are some of the shows that you can pick up uh, that deal uh, on these shows. You can go see Beck and Phoenix, who are going to tour together this year, uh, Wu-Tang Clan and Nas. Uh, De La Soul, who else? Jimmy Eat World, Manchester Orchestra, Rob Zombie, Alice Cooper, uh, Willie Nelson's Outlaw Country Music Festival, uh, Queens of the Stone Age, four tickets to Queens of the Stone Age for 80 bucks. Yes, please. Uh, Pantera, The Offspring, Smashing Pumpkins, Snoop Dogg, Disturbed, Mudvayne, Lamb of God, uh, The Chicks, Counting Crows, Boy George and Culture Club. I didn't even know they were touring. Matchbox 20, uh, Zach Brown Band, so many great shows you can see for that low, low price. The live promotion runs uh, July 19th through August 1st, or while tickets last. You can find a full list of eligible shows in your area at the link in the newsletter. That's going to wrap it up for Music News this week, but we're not nearly done. We've got a lot more to cover, so stay tuned, everybody. (laughs) do a small, short segment every week called Z-Rex, Zappa's Recommendations. This week I'm highlighting a video of the great Tony Bennett. As I mentioned earlier, uh, in April of 1994, Tony Bennett went to Sony Studios in New York City to record an episode, which later became the album, uh, for MTV Unplugged. Uh, It's hard to believe that has been almost 30 years ago that that performance occurred, but uh, it's one of the most beautiful renditions of Fly Me to the Moon you'll ever hear. That song is in this week's playlist, as I mentioned at the top of the show, and uh, the video uh, of this performance, I included it. In this week's Z Rex. So be sure to check that out. Watch The Master at Work. There were some great new releases this week. Andrew Bird's album Outside Problems came out, and uh, boy, is that a beauty. Everybody should listen to that. I've got some Andrew Bird on the playlist this week. Block Party has a new EP that they released. The new album from Blur, The Ballad of Darren, which is absolutely fantastic is out Greta Van Fleet. If you're a fan of those guys, they just released Star Catcher and Guided by Voices has a new album out as well. On the release radar, those are upcoming releases over the next 30 to 45 days. We can expect new music from Aphex Twin. Bethany Cosentino's Natural Disaster drops next week on the 28th. Brad has a new album, Darling Side. Joni Mitchell at Newport. Mandolin Kenny. Stevie Nicks has a box set coming out. Susto. Liam Gallagher has a live album. Neil Young has a new live album coming out. The Hives. Aerosmith. Uh, cautious clay grace potter gregory alan isakov hosier john batiste sonic youth talking heads cindy wilson of the b52s putting out a solo album granddaddy has a uh, an album coming out his golden messenger and husker do all of that coming out in the next 30 to 45 days so be sure to uh, to check all of those out i will listen to them all and bring you the best and the worst of those let you know what's worth your time and attention Our final segment on this date, musical happenings of historical significance. On July the 24th in 1967, all four Beatles and their manager, Brian Epstein, signed a petition printed in the Times newspaper calling for the legalization of marijuana. Man, that started a long, long time ago, didn't it? July the 25th, we celebrate the birthday of Thurston Moore of Sonic Youth. He was born in 1958. And July 25th in 1999, the now infamous Woodstock 99 Festival ended with riots, uh, resulting in 120 people being arrested. Three people died during the three-day festival, and many, many more were hospitalized after drinking polluted water. Boy, that sounds like a good time. July 26th birthdays include Mick Jagger, who's born in 1943, Roger Taylor of Queen. Grateful Dead keyboardist Brent Midland died at the age of 38 on that date in 1990. JJ Cale also died of a heart attack on that day, and Joey Jordison of Slipknot also died on that day a couple of years ago in 2021. July 27th birthdays include Juliana Hetfield and Pete Yorn celebrates his birthday on that day. That same day in 1958, fans of rock and roll were warned that tuning into music on the car radio could cost you more money. Researchers from the Esso Gas Company said that the rhythm of rock and roll could cause the driver to be heavy-footed on the gas pedal, making them waste fuel. (laughs) Pedal to the metal, baby. July 28th, celebrate the birthday of uh, the late Richard Wright of Pink Floyd. keyboardist for Pink Floyd. That same day in 1969, thousands of public phone booths in Moscow were vandalized after thieves stole parts of the phones to convert their acoustic guitars to electric guitars, a feature in a Russian youth magazine, gave details on how to do that. Also on July 28th of 2021, Dusty Hill of ZZ Top died at the age of 72. July 29th, some big birthdays. Getty Lee of Rush was born on that day in 1953. Danger Mouse was born that day in 1977. On that same day in 1966, the band Cream made their live debut at the Twisted Wheel in Manchester, England. And uh, on July 29th in 1974, Cass Elliot died at the age of 32 years old. Finally, on July the 30th, Birthdays include Buddy Guy, Legendary Blues, Chicago Blues Man, Buddy Guy, Jimmy Cliff, Kate Bush, and uh, Seth Avett of the Avett Brothers. Also on that day, July the 30th in 2016, Jack White's mission to play the first record in space was accomplished. A Glorious Dawn by composer John Boswell, mixed with audio of Carl Sagan describing the universe, was played almost 18 miles above Earth on a space-proof turntable. The record player lasted, or the record rather, lasted for 80 minutes until the balloon carrying the contraption burst and sent the turntable hurtling back towards the earth where it landed in Marsing, Idaho. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Imagine you're just in the middle of nowhere, Idaho, and bam, something hits the earth, and you're like, what the hell is that? It's a record player? that brings our show for this week to a close everybody thank you for listening and for being here hey be sure to uh, if you're not subscribed to the newsletter check that out at zappagram.com as well be sure to check out those new will work for vinyl t-shirts that i've got for sale in my merch store Uh, i think they're really cool i think that you'll think that they're really cool too Uh, please check that out be sure to check out all the new music that i talked about this week Oh, I almost forgot to tell you guys, I just broke the record for the world's longest scream. Honestly, I can't remember why I bought that thing on vinyl in the first place. Thanks for joining me again this week. Uh, until we meet again next week, if you if you go to any concerts, don't throw anything at the performers, okay? Be good to one another, take care of each other. I've been your host, Chris Appa, and I am out of here.